And she, angel talking to Joseph, saying, it's going to be all right, Joseph, that your wife is pregnant and you've never been together. I know you're concerned that people are going to talk about you, but it's okay because she's going to bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Everyone say, his name is Jesus. I don't like to try to categorize importance of scriptures today, but this is, it has to be one of the most powerful and important scriptures in the entire Bible because it identifies who that baby was that was placed in Mary's womb. It wasn't just another boy. It wasn't just another line or person in the lineage of David. It was Jesus. It goes on to tell us in 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. And I I didn't lie, just kind of miscalculated. I'll read two scriptures. A virgin's going to be with child, and she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, not a contradiction, but a fulfillment. A further explanation. You're going to call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So it's identifying who this Jesus was. He was the anointed Savior. Or he was God manifest in flesh. Amen. I want to talk to you about celebrating the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you today for your name. God, we're not ashamed of your name. Today we come to this house, Lord, to boldly declare your name. Thank you for your name that has saved us, Lord. And thank you for your name that has healed us. Thank you for your name that defends us. We run into your name today and we find refuge and safety from every enemy and foe because nothing can touch us because of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. This is so powerful today. And uh, I want to lay a little foundation here today as we go into this thought. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36, uh, we commonly read this scripture as it relates to New Testament salvation, and we should. It is the, uh, it is the introduction to New Testament salvation. And uh, none of it would be possible without the scriptures we've just read because Jesus means that he is a savior anointed by God. He came for one purpose. Can I just tell you today that, uh, and please take this in context of what I'm about to say. I don't mean this in a, in a lighthearted way, but uh, the death of Jesus on the cross would have been meaningless had we not known his name. Many people were crucified. Hundreds and thousands of people. It was a common 
execution-style death that the Romans had inflicted upon many thousands of people in their day. It was how criminals were persecuted and punished and brought to their death sentence. Uh, and Jesus would have just been another person to die on a cross unless we would have, uh, and, and, and the fact that we know his name separates him from all others who shed blood on a cross. Jesus, when he died on the cross, that blood was spilled. Amen. Something changed forever. And there, there, therefore, we have Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Reiterating the fact he was not just another man, but he was Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked or convicted in their heart, said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do or what is the response we should have to this? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pause because I want you to look up and understand this is essential. What must we do? The same thing every person must ask who comes to their realization of who they are pre-Christ, pre-blood, pre-cross. We are sinners, and we need to ask a question how do I take care of what I've done in my past? That's what they were saying because it just hit them that they had crucified Jesus. They were guilty of taking him to the cross. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. This is how you get rid of your past. This is how you get rid of your shame. This is how sin is buried. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, for the washing away, the tearing up of the record, uh, the uh, expungement, the total removal of all sin and all traces of sin, then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm thankful today to know that the name of Jesus still washes away Sin. I don't care what it is. Uh, there, I don't think there could be a worse sin than being guilty of being the one that said, crucify him. But Peter said there is an answer. So salvation, the name of Jesus activates. Everyone say activates. It activates the blood and brings absolute authority baptizing you, every one of you. John's name didn't have authority. All John had to do was to present a, a forerunner, a, a, a pathway that was going to lead to Jesus Christ. But there was nothing in the name of John the Baptist that could remove sin. It could only push you closer to the one who was coming that could remove sin. It's the name that activates the blood. Yeah. 
It's not just blood, it's the blood of Jesus. Then in Acts chapter 3, we find Peter and John going up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour of the day, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked, and alms. Now listen, they saw, this man saw Peter and John getting ready to go into the temple. Do you know what that tells us? He was close to the temple. He was close to the house of worship. He was close to the place of prayer, but, but he was still in a bad situation. You can be close, but oh, so far away. Amen. It's one thing to be close, but we've got to be closer than close. We've got to have an encounter with the one that can change things. Amen. They were about to go into the temple. And he asked them for alms or a little donation. He was a beggar and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. He gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them. Amen. Can I tell you, he had no intention that day of being healed. He had no idea what was about to happen. He was expecting to hear a couple clinks in his can. Look on us. And he was saying, oh, good. I've got a generous passerby who's going to give me a few shekels so I can go grab something to eat today or somehow make it another day. But, but Peter and John said, hey, I don't have anything to give to you. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I've already told you today, if you came here expecting a good, pretty sermon, you're probably not going to get it because I don't have anything I can offer you. I don't really have anything in this monetary system that can make your day better. But I do believe that I have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I am standing here in the name of Jesus Christ. And such as I have, I give I unto you. Rise up and walk in Jesus' name. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God. You know, that's why the Lord does anything for all of us uh, is because we would be a testimony of his glory and his goodness. They knew it was him who sat at the gate. Beautiful. Could you imagine laying at a gate called beautiful, but you couldn't walk? Not too beautiful to the one that was broken down. You might be sitting here today and this is a beautiful place of worship, but your situation might not be beautiful. But I got good news for you. There's a difference maker in the house today. 
they knew it was him who sat there. And when they saw him in the temple, they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which happened unto him. I got to tell you right now, I'm filled with amazement at some of your testimonies. Most of all, I'm filled with amazement at my testimony because I sat there this morning and my devotion, and I just began to get overwhelmed when I thought back over my life at how good God's been. How, how I could have been living today if I would have continued to live. Amen. I don't know where life would have taken me, but I do know who intercepted me one day. I do know what he's done. Amen. To take some really bad situations and turn them around for his glory. Amen. Let me just be the first to tell you, amen, you don't see anything but the cover of the book, but there are some dark chapters uh, in all of our books, uh, but there's also some red ink uh, that has come across the pages. Uh, Jesus has intercepted our problems and our breakdowns uh, and our insufficiencies and our lameness, uh, and he's lifted us up and brought us into the temple so that he can be glorified today. He's not done doing works either. Amen. If you've got a story that's not looking so good, uh, good news for you today. Jesus is in the house, uh, and Jesus still has power. They were amazed. Yeah. Peter said, why are you looking at us? We can't do anything. Why marvel ye at this, or why look earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and Jacob the God of our fathers hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Boy, you talk about an indictment. <laughs> Even Pilate was ready to let Jesus go. Even Pilate said, I can find no fault in this man. But you guys are the one that said, oh, no, crucify him. You denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murder to be granted unto you instead of Jesus. Killed the Prince of Life. Isn't that a powerful description of who He is? He's the Prince of Life whom God hath raised up from the dead whereof we are witnesses. Listen to this in verse 16. And His name through faith in His name. I'm declaring the name of Jesus in this house. I have been declaring the name of Jesus. But you know what? You walk in here and walk out and nothing change until you have faith in the name that's being declared. 
I can preach about the name of Jesus, and I am. I can point you to the name of Jesus, and I am. But until you embrace it and say, I believe that the name of Jesus is able to touch me and turn my situation around. Peter said, that is what hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him his perfect soundness in the presence of you all. You see why the mouthpiece can't take any credit? Because it's no power until you embrace the name, the power source, that anything can happen. And so we look on in chapter 4. And as they spake unto the people, the priests, the captain of, I'm laying a big foundation, all right? They spake unto the people, the priests, and the captain of the temple, the Sadducees, came upon them. These are the religious people. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. How far off are you when it grieves you that people are preaching about Jesus. And they laid hands on them. <laughs> Not all laying on of hands is good. The Bible says they put them in the hold, or that's a nice word for prison. For it was evening. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of men was about 5,000. They were in an uproar because Peter and John walked by and said, I don't have any silver and gold. I've just got a name that's changed my life. I've got an experience that now I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I believe in the power of the name of Jesus uh, who took me, a vile, nasty fisherman, amen, who was God, uh, godless and not fearing the Lord. Uh, and I followed him and he's changed my life. That's what I have. But it grieved them. came to pass on the morrow that the rulers, elders, and scribes, and Annas, high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, many of them were of a kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, now Peter and John, like two little kids that stole cookies from the cookie jar, sat them in the middle, and they tried to intimidate them. By what power or by what name have you done this? Isn't that amazing? These godless, nasty, cold-hearted, religious, but godless people knew that there had to be something. There had to be some name. There had to be some authority for this to happen. What power or by what name have you done this? This doesn't just happen. We come and go in and out of the temple all the time with our religiosity. We come in and out of here without 
power every day. We've got a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof. Uh, let me tell you something. If you don't have the name, you're denying the power of God. Yeah. By what name? Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people, elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to this impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. It's the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is the stone which, the, it which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Amen. Isn't it amazing that it took an ignorant, unlearned fisherman to have an encounter with God Almighty in the upper room, be filled with His Spirit uh, and baptized in His name, uh, amen, to come along and start changing the landscape of religiosity of that day. It was Peter and John on their way to the temple. It said, I don't have any silver or gold. I don't have a famous book. I don't have any holy water in a bottle. I've just got some holy water in an earthen vessel. I've got the Holy Ghost and fire shut up in my bones. And I give that to you today. It's enough to take care of your lameness today. Amen. I got something in my spirit today that will take Take care of lameness here 2,000 years later. I didn't just walk into the temple of God. I came in to say, I don't have silver and I don't have gold, but such as I have, give I unto thee. It was done by the power of the Holy Ghost, the authority of the name of Jesus. They couldn't deny it, but they tried to stop them from using the source of a miracle the name of Jesus, and faith in His name. They threatened them, don't speak to anyone else in this name. Whatever you do, if you speak in this name, it's going to be trouble. Let me read to you who we should be. So, man, he's reading a lot. Yeah, I can't think of anything else better to hear than the Word. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. We're reading all kinds of books and studying all kinds of things so that we can impress people to make them think we're really smart. Hey, now I'm not trying to go around looking ignorant. But if they perceived, it doesn't mean they were really ignorant. It just means they perceived their tactics, their ways. Big difference. Big difference in being perceived ignorant and, and being ignorant. Well, we'll get off of that. Praise God. They marveled how in the world 
could God use somebody like this? It doesn't say that, but that's, that's what they were thinking. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. I saw, I saw Jackie, I, I don't mean to pick you, pick on you here, but I saw you up here worshiping the Lord today. And, and people may try to deny what happened in your life, but they can't deny it because you're standing here. <laughs> you know, they say the proof's in the pudding. I say the proof's at the altar. The proof's in the testimony. The proof is in what God has really done to turn your life around. Yeah. The man was standing there healed. They could say nothing against it. Oh, they wanted to so bad. But what do you say when the man's standing there? What do you say when the marriage is put back together? What do you say when you they're waiting for you to relapse, but you haven't relapsed? I knew him when he was a, but I can't say anything because he's not that anymore. He's standing there. I, what can I say? I'd love to say he's a... You know, he's, he's not really what he says he is, but he keeps walking with God. She keeps walking with God. They keep going to church and living for God. I, you know what I say to some of you? Just keep standing there. Just keep standing. I don't care how many people are against you. I don't care if your family turns against you. Just keep standing there because they can't deny what's standing in front of them. Couldn't say anything. Couldn't say anything. They could, but what good did it do? He's standing there. When they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot. We cannot deny it. We cannot deny it. And we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man. How? Say it. No more. We can't speak. We can't let them speak anymore to any man in this name. People don't mind if you sing. They don't mind if you preach. They don't mind if you're a Christian at work. Just don't talk about Jesus. Because when you start talking about Jesus, he has this he has this bad habit of showing up. If you don't want him to show up, just talk around him. 
But if you want him to show up, you start talking about, let me tell you what Jesus did. I can't get off of it. Amen. It's just so simple, but I was hooked on heroin, but Jesus delivered me. I was an alcoholic, but Jesus delivered me. I was hooked on pornography. I couldn't seem to break the habit, but I went to an altar and I gave it to Jesus, and Jesus took it from me. I used to cuss, amen, and do all kinds of bad things, and my mouth was as untamed as a Mustang, but God got a hold of me, and now I don't talk like I used to talk because Jesus gave me a new tongue. Don't you speak. This is what they were intimidating and trying to threaten them with. From this time forward, we're commanding you not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. This ought to tell us how powerful it is. Don't even mention his name. I'm, I just want to say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. To everything that wants me to shut up right now and stop preaching. Jesus, 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 Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Sickness be gone in Jesus' name. Mental anxiety and fear be broken off in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I just want to speak. I love that song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. There's got to be some power in it because they said, you don't even mention the name. Don't even open your mouth. You know what? We're still against that spirit right now. It's the Antichrist spirit. Anything that doesn't want Jesus mentioned is Antichrist spirit. We don't mind you praying, God, Allah, higher power, big man in the sky. Don't degrade the name of Jesus. Every time you get a chance to pray, will you wrap it up and say, I pray in the name of Jesus. It shouldn't be in our vocabulary, the big man upstairs. No, we know who he is. He's more than the big man upstairs. He's Jesus, the Lord of glory, the Prince of life. I'm not backing down to the Antichrist spirit. It's Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let every devil hear it today. Let every sickness hear it today. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's in the house to deliver today. Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, there's liberty. Why? Because Jesus is in the house. Because the name of Jesus has broken every demonic hold. Is there faith in the name of Jesus? Somebody, if you've got faith right now, you can be healed. Faith right now, you can be set free, but you've got to have faith in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You see, Satan tries to interfere with the name of Jesus being spoken, being preached, being believed on, being embraced. The power of the name of Jesus is not just in the preaching of it, 
or the hearing of it, but the believing of it. Hallelujah. I don't know what you came in here with, but even in worship service, I was drawn to you. There's something that you're embracing today. The Lord says, I'll do it. Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. This altar's open and I'm finished. If there's anybody in the house who says, I've got faith in the name of Jesus to turn this situation around. I believe Jesus has walked by today. I believe some fisherman has walked by me today. Amen. I'm not impressed with him, but that Jesus he's talking about. Amen. I need that Jesus he's talking about. Such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Rise up and be healed. Rise up and be delivered. Rise up and be put back together. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. There's delivering power in this house today. There is not one reason that anyone should leave the same as you walked in here. If you really want delivered, look on me. Look on me, not me, but look what's on me. And in me, there's a power, and his name is Jesus. Jesus.